One used to be more than once in atheist If separation of church and prostate isn't what you think is best They're here to guide your way Cause talking about sex can be scary They're just two gals whose kink is being your missionaries Good afternoon, brothers and sisters Sup, sluts Welcome to the Missionary Podcast I'm Sadie I'm Maddie And this is our mission Sadie, I'm looking at my notes that I wrote to prepare for this episode, and mm-hmm. they are ridiculous. Do you want to share now, or do you want to share... Well, today we're talking about marriage. We're talking about weddings, engagements, all and the like. Yes. One of my notes is, wearing white, question mark? Won't we be too drunk and tired to have sex that night? <laughs> <laughs> that sex note. in the City episode. With Carrie's shoes, it was triggering for me because sometimes I'm like, wait, so if I never get married, I just don't get gifts? That's fucked up. Like, if you really think about it, that's fucked up. (laughs) I think that's a great note. I have no notes on that note. (laughs) So now this is a Sex and the City podcast, and I think we should just swap our main idea, whatever that was. UJ, Zag is ready. (laughs) We've already talked about Kim Cattrall's stint in jazz. We could do... So, there's so much to talk about. Wait, I also, feel like who who are your character? What's your character combination? I'm a I'm a Samantha Sun Magda Rising <laughs> oh and Magda God, Moon. Magda. You know what, Sadie? Actually, I think you might be the only person I know who is truly a combination of the four of them. You think that's very kind of you? Yeah. I honestly, okay, if I was doing a real reading, I'm a Samantha Sun Magda. Moon, Steve rising. I'm truly. I feel you have. I relate way more to Steve Miranda, in a big way. Charlotte and Carrie than you want to believe. I feel like I present like a Samantha at times, but I really, in my heart, feels very Magda. And then I relate to Steve in so many practical manners. I'm like, Steve's got some stuff figured out. He's the everyman. Um. Anyway, what's your? Give me your. Layout. Um. Definitely a Miranda Samantha. The older I get, the more Samantha I become. Yeah, you've been channeling Samantha, I think, in our... I think, actually, I've been leaning into my Samantha side because she's more of my um, anti-society side. Yeah. Like, she she's is my like, non-conforming side. She is the queen of non-conforming. So I, I think my that. 30s are going to be the decade of Samantha. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you're Miranda Samantha? I think so. I have zero Charlotte. There yeah. isn't an ounce of Charlotte. I know. She's very... I, don't, I wish I had some Carrie, because I love Carrie, but I just don't think I do. It's a, it's a mix. I hate when I relate to Carrie, because <laughs> we... She's a she's a narcissist. So as much yeah. as you're like, I wish I had some Carrie, I'm like, I, I wouldn't... I think you have her, like... Her narcissism? No, her sense of... <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, definitely not that. You have, like... Maybe her like sense of fashion. Oh my god, I could cry because it's the best thing about her. Like a like you, she has like a joie de vivre when it comes to getting dressed. Anyway, we're talking weddings, all kinds, and we'll definitely get into the weirdness that is Mormon weddings. I can't and wait. Funness. I don't want to start on a negative note when it's like there's some good stuff. Do they have glow sticks at weddings? I there's no rule or. Um, encouragement of glow sticks. Milk. An open milk bar. <laughs> That's, 
offensive and yes we do actually no we don't we don't there's a lot of um you get like a fancy juice like a really nice juice oh like a like a sparkling apple juice yeah, sparkling like crayon a strawberry apple. lemonade with a, a strawberry lemonade with a little hint of a bubble yeah fancy juice I mean, that's kind those of are like nice it. yeah like a little refresher because tea like we said is a strong drink coffee is a strong drink alcohol is a strong drink so it's a lot of you so cheers with with a nice sparkling juice it's not the worst it's definitely very it's a lot sweeter than a lot of alcohol it's a lot more sugar but that's nothing and new. it doesn't get you drunk doesn't get you drunk but do you know something i'll start with a hotter take i've had more fun dancing at mormon weddings than any non-mormon wedding i've worked or att- or attended that actually doesn't surprise me. I feel like the dance floor is an underutilized space in a lot of weddings. That mm-hmm. will not be the case at my wedding. Mm. But be warned. Be warned now. You better come with your dancing shoes to Maddie's wedding. But that, I, for some reason, that doesn't surprise me. Most of them are popping. From the second they open it until last call, which is a lot earlier. <laughs> so to be fair, mm. these don't go all night like your future wedding will. My future wedding is going to go all night, and once the sun starts to come up, there will be a breakfast buffet. That sounds so fun. It's like the only thing I care about. (laughs) I want it to be so fun, and I want it to go all night. I'm going to be napping in the corner just waiting for that breakfast buffet. Yeah, there will be a pile of pillows in the corner (laughs) to take a little cat nap, but I, that's what I don't understand how you plan this wedding for so long and then at like 11 everyone's like okay see ya I'm like, yeah what yeah I'm tr- that's when the party gets started yeah, i'm agree. trying to change out of my dress into something a little more comfortable yes. at 11 so yes. that i can dance yes. my ass off so this kind of actually touches on a larger sentiment from the culture mormon culture which is different than what we're talking about now of like you spend all this time and this money planning this wedding in Mormon culture, the wedding is a means to an end. Like, the real meat right. of everything is the temple ceremony, mm-hmm. which is really short, really simple, really, like, boiled down. And it's also the way that you get to have kids. So marriage is your step towards children, essentially. That's surprising to me that the ceremony is short, but I guess, like, because the wedding is just kind of a formality... To- for the marriage? Well, so the ceremony, Mormon ceremonies take place in the temple, which is this the secret, sacred part of Mormonism, the part that people have a lot of rumors about, and not even every Mormon can go into the temple. Right. So the temple is like that special, special place where Mormons, there's a lot that takes place there. It's like the most sacred of sacred. It's talking about it makes a lot of people even nervous. It's mm-hmm. kind of like you really go make these commitments and then you kind of have like a new... You get kind of like a new identity. You get like a new how do you, attachment to the church. How does one get the privilege of going into the temple? So you have to go through worthiness interviews, which we've talked about, we've referenced before, because you, the idea is you want to be temple worthy all the time. So that's where modesty comes to play when like you're younger. It's because when you're 15, you're not going to be going into the temple for anything. You don't. Or you can go in for baptisms, but you're not going in for the big commitments that require you to get garments right but the idea is to be temple worthy so a lot of parents will be like listen i know you're 15 
I'd prefer you to dress garment appropriate because that way you know you're for sure. Like it's it's just an added element of being temple worthy at any age. So what age do they usually go into the temple for any, the first time? I think it's anytime over 18. I'm sure there's been exceptions of people going younger if they're getting married younger. But the peak marriage years are probably my guesstimation. Guesstimation feels like sure. what they said in elementary school would be 20 to 24. I think those ages are probably raising now, but that that's like the main, you get a lot of people get engaged, married around 20, 21, 22. That's like, you know, when you're getting towards the end of your college career and you're like, barely knew myself. (laughs) I I didn't know myself at all. I was like terrified of myself and everyone truly, but men go through the temple before they go on their missions, which is around 18, 19. If women want to go on missions, which is a little bit later than that, like 1920, they they can go through the temple their first time too. If not, which is I think the majority of the scenario, men are going through 1819, women are waiting until they get engaged. Then you go through the temple as kind of like an engaged person you usually go through with your fiance. And going through the temple is how we casually say getting your endowments out. And endowments are of another form of commitment it's like another way of getting baptized essentially you do a bunch of mean it means you recommit to god in like a more intense way and you get a bunch there's a ton of symbolism so in fraternities right when you join a fraternity there's a level of hazing there's Mm -hmm. handshake symbolism whatever you're committing to that group in a certain sense when you enter like party yeah (laughs) you're committing to the party this would be the equivalent of that but you're committing to the okay to the long run. So you go through the temple, that's your prep, and then you get to get married in the temple. So what if you're attending, like, can you not attend a wedding in the temple? I had, did not get to see my brothers, any of my family get married. What? Yeah, you stand outside <laughs> with the babies. There's, like, a lot of kids, and then, and then... Oh, my God. I know, and you know what sucks? So this adds to some of the pressure to, like, be temple-worthy is because you stand outside with anyone who wasn't worthy enough to go in. So, like, I didn't feel the pressure because I was young, so I didn't feel like, oh, I, I should be able to go. Oh, my God. Um, if my brothers were to get married now, it would be a little weird because I'm of age and should be able to go in, and so there would be this element of, like, it would just be me and a couple teens and some babies outside. So, um, so but though I had a friend whose dad, like, had left the church. He was excommunicated, and so, like, it was me and him standing outside. Oh, my God. Your friend's dad couldn't see his yeah. kid get married? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 I don't like That's that. That's a very emotional one. So a lot of people do civil ceremonies to kind of scratch that itch. So... It doesn't necessarily... You're not getting married in the eyes of the Lord. You're getting mm-hmm. married in the eyes of the state well, of they, Utah. They do both, yes. So people go and do, like, their their sacred ceremony. And then if, like, they're someone important can't attend or they have a lot of friends who aren't Mormon, they'll do the kind of, like, for show, will, like, walk down the aisle and exchange rings. But they don't do, like, a an exchange of vows. It's, like... Um, because they don't want to lessen the actual ceremony, if that makes sense. So everyone's yeah. trying to be like, no, we we were married. It was very beautiful and it was very sacred. This is like a, you guys can watch us put rings on. Yeah. The other thing is, so I was sealed to my parents, which the wedding ceremony is called a sealing. Mm-hmm. You get sealed to your family in a certain way. I was adopted by my father's, which means I wasn't sealed already. My family was 
had been all sealed except for me, which meant in my growing up experience, I thought if I died early, I would not be with my family (laughs) on the other side. So when I turned 18 and was legally adopted, because the church goes by like those documents, right? They're not Mm -hmm. just going to let anybody, you know, you can't just get sealed anybody's kids. You have to like go through all the steps. So when I was legally adopted and had all the paperwork, we then went like from the courthouse on the same day to the courthouse, same day to the temple so that I could get sealed to my, my parents as soon as possible. So I've been in the sealing room. I've experienced the sealing ceremony, but not in that capacity of someone who's had endowments and not in the same, uh, it's not exactly the same as a marriage ceremony. But you've been inside the temple. Been inside and I've been sealed. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. So I've seen I've seen the temple close, which is like a big deal. You have to wear this is something that's slightly controversial in the church right now because people found out that the church charges money for you to rent clothes at the temple, but you can't wear your clothes. So there's Wait, this what? weird Yeah, you're kinda like making You can't wear your clothes. You have to wear all white and you have to have mm. like white everything. And it's hilarious. Like I'm the really little, thinking about the leftovers. The little booties that you wear are my favorite. It's so, they're funny. And then all the dresses come down to your wrist and up to your neck. And they're kind of like smock-like. They don't really have shape. And so you rent a dress or borrow a dress, which is something that people are now a little bit more critical of. I didn't notice it growing up, you know, because it was normal to me. But then people now are like, are you charging people to like attend these sacred things? You know, it's like there's a... There's some critique of the exchange of money yeah. at the temple. So I rented or borrowed a dress. They gave me like a, a beautiful smock with some delicate lace detailing on the wrist and the neck. And that's what I had seen because you can go into a certain level of the temple before you have your endowments, which is all I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And at that level, you don't see the real temple clothes. When I say that, yeah. it means like the ceremonial symbolic garments. Mm-hmm. And right before she is, I'm getting escorted since I'm not, I'm not allowed to wander since I haven't had my endowments out. So I'm in like a holding area and I get escorted by a lovely elderly woman. They're all just, they all look like they're about to die. The people who work at the temple are volunteers and they are at death's door. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. just all of them are white who I've ever seen. And they, so she comes in, she escorts me to this door and right before she opens it to say like, you know, here you go. You're about to be sealed to your family. This is a beautiful time. She goes, when you see your parents, don't laugh. Okay, have a great experience. Oh and my I God. was like, don't tell someone not to laugh and then open a door. You know, because I was like, I'm going to laugh now. I didn't even think about laughing until she was like, you know when someone's like, don't, don't yeah, you laugh. It's, it's a surefire way to get someone to fucking laugh. So they opened the door. I got my first glimpse of my parents in these garments and was like, oh, no. I had to, like, actually do the, like, seal your mouth yeah. shut thing. Yeah. Because you have to be serious. When uh, people are getting married, like, do the bride and groom have to wear the same? Yeah. It's Everyone's wearing yeah. the same thing. No, just the bride and groom, I think, in the sealing ceremonies are wearing the sacred secret okay silly there's like hats and things and it's just really silly and nothing I had ever seen before so that's how I that's how I went into it was kind of like mm, you don't laugh don't laugh don't laugh but the only people in the room that were wearing that were my parents I was in my little smock with the ceremony was between the three of us because I was getting sealed to them mm-hmm. and then everyone else in the room who were friends and family were in regular like church clothes like oh. normal Mormon clothes but for a wedding for wedding it's the same you come in your like the guests come in their their guest clothes 
which are oh. if you're going as a guest and you're Mormon and you're temple worthy, they're modest clothes. I thought the guests all had to wear the thing you were talking about before. Only not not guests to a wedding. You okay. would if you go to the temple for different ceremonies, then yeah, if you're going to be part of the ceremony, you have to be in okay, clothes, like clothing like that. Yeah. Like I was a part of the ceremony, so right. that's why I was in white. Right. But um, the guests just get to come in there. And, and of course, it's like modest. They're not, no one's ever like, you're not like yeah, in of course. ball gowns. Mormon weddings are traditionally more cash. I'm purposely not going to pick apart the description of the clothing or the stuff that I've heard about ceremonies uh, out of respect for some of my friends who probably would feel betrayed by that. But... You can find this information anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I just personally won't be like doing all the nitty gritty of like the stuff that happens in the temple, um, just out of out of respect to not be that person. But literally, you go on TikTok and someone will walk you through <laughs> the entire experience. Probably. <laughs> so, what's the like Mormon engagement process like? Um, the Mormon engagement process is short. That's why it's funny you were like, hey, you spend all this time and money. You want it to be the rage of your dreams. Because Mormons are like, we're geared towards marriage so that we're geared towards family. Right. It's just like, let's get this ball rolling. Let's people. get this ball. And you're horny. You're super horny. Girl. So the engagement could be very short because if you think about it, you might not be worthy. Literally, to, let's get this yeah. ball rolling. You might not be worthy enough to get into the temple if you wait too long. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Um, well, you won't get into the temple if you wait too long. Like if you if you're if you're oh, spending like if time you if you die. No, if you suck a dick. So if your engagement's too long and you end up sucking dick, then you can't get married oh. in the temple. <laughs> they like either postpone it or there's stuff that has to happen. You can't just keep your wedding date. So that's so why you know when people postpone their weddings, why yes, it happens. We've talked about this because it's happened to people yeah. I know, and it's like you gotta call everyone and let them know some some touch some stuff. I went wonder down. if COVID has allowed for people to suck dicks without people knowing that they sucked it. Well, the <laughs> thing is, the the intensity of the interviews means most people are pretty forthright with that. Like, mm-hmm. it's this it's considered like a special type of immoral to lie about getting in the temple oh my god the pressure like I truly when I think about my future wedding which I I feel as though I don't believe in the institution of marriage I think it's (laughs) stupid I'm excited for wherever this is going but like I want to have a wedding (laughs) because they're really fun and it gets honestly it's a day that's literally all about me and I get to make all the decisions and it's a big party to celebrate you should just carry a mic the whole day so everyone can hear everything I think I will I think I I think you should perform at every every like you do the music that you walk down the aisle to I want you to walk down the aisle singing your own um, isn't she lovely? Yeah, like, isn't, yeah, that's what it would be. Um, <laughs> that's actually so funny. <laughs> You're strolling down the aisle singing. Isn't she lovely? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I'll yeah. add that to my notes. <laughs> um, but truly, like, I think the it's fucking patriarchal. The dad walking you down the aisle. The rings, like, it's all 
It's rooted yeah. in patriarchy it's and a, like it, it's, it's the most of the traditions are very old school. It's, yeah, it's been interesting work. So when I worked in weddings and then you got to see non-Mormon weddings, a lot of I've I've been to a decent amount of non-Mormon weddings as well. But working all non-Mormon weddings is interesting to see people adapt their ceremonies. We went to I worked this one wedding where each table was a different zodiac sign so that was like the name of the table this is i'm telling you this for Should a reason i had this to yeah. my notes too <laughs> also the tables all had crystals on them and then that oh was the party God. favor so there was no like there were the florals were all not dead but they were like dried mm. arrangements you mm-hmm. know what i mean so they were really cool but they were dried and then the, there were crystals everywhere and you got to take that was your, your party favors to take a crystal and, then, and the crystal chooses you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the ceremony was conducted by one of their friends who got ordained online at mm-hmm. the Church of the Dude, which is like, <laughs> come on. Is that real? Yeah. So it was like some kind of Big Lebowski That's unbelievable. certification where he could become a... Uh, I mean, that's... I, I, mine will not be a religious ceremony or yeah. like will be in a religious house of worship or we'll have like a religious person it'll be a friend this, I'm telling you this for a reason so you can see how people are just doing something you can do your own thing i know i know like even the rings i'm like just give me like a 75 dollar art deco opal you know what i mean mm. i don't want to have to worry about that Losing shit it? getting lost getting stolen getting yeah. uh, ruined like I don't want I don't want anyone to have an excuse to rob me you know what I'm saying there's there's a I felt secondhand stress seeing like a 30 grand ring on people's finger being like okay like watch your hand I'm watching your hand right like I (laughs) you can't cook I don't know about you but I (laughs) use my hands for stuff I don't know about you with my hands but I also yeah all of this stuff I'm I'm shit talking like I understand why people love it I just I'm against the institution of marriage but I hope to be married one day yeah that's why that's why I think there's a really funny asterisk with everything of you being this is so dumb but I can't wait for mine I literally plan my wedding have you been to weddings that you liked I've only attended two weddings but because here's the thing first of all like, none of my friends are married yet because, first of all, like, we're all artists and artists, like, get married later. You mm-hmm. know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I would say half of my friends are in serious relationships mm-hmm. on the road to marriage. Mm-hmm. Half of my friends are single. Oh, love it. And I just think it's because my friends are kind of amazing. So the probability of everyone finding someone good enough for them you know what is this just means, lower. Maddie? Do you know what this means? Mm-hmm. You're going to have a year with, like, six weddings. I know. And that's actually kind of something that's something I think about a lot because... So you start the piggyback I have now. a lot of really good friends. Mm-hmm. And I foresee... Although, like, a lot of my friends are queer and, like, also don't believe in weddings. So, like, who knows? But I foresee being in a handful of wedding parties. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Like, is having friends just, like, expensive now? Like, that's annoying. So, this is something I feel so passionately about because our generation pioneered the, it's three weeks to celebrate my birthday and how much money yeah. can you fork up? And it's really something we've invented. I remember going to work on my birthday and people are like, you came? It's your birthday. And I was like, what fucking world do you live in? 
the fuck is wrong with people? I also have attended week-long events where people are like, so... For like a 26th birthday. Yes. Weddings are in that same vein now where it's like, so a week in uh, Nashville or a week in Cabo, all of these long bachelor, bachelorette parties. Then there's the week before or like the weekend event where some people are like, so we have opening drinks on a Wednesday. Which like I would also <laughs> like to say... I will be having this at my wedding, even though I hate it. Great. So add that to the list. Of I mean, asterisks. I'm just keep it. But but I also this is the thing is I do feel as though I've earned it because I've never done that for my birthday. And ever. here's here's what's real, Maddie. Is regardless <laughs> of what you've done for your birthday, everyone feels that they've earned it, and that's why. But these, I really have. <laughs> but that's why these scenarios are so, so frustrating. Is because you're looking at people going like. Why is this weird? I'm just asking you to spend $4,000. I don't understand why you're uncomfortable. And you're like, bitch. I know. It's ridiculous. Real quick, this is a bonus. Another reason I can't fully shit on Mormon weddings. That does not happen in Mormon weddings. For better or worse, there's a casual element to it that makes it, there's a lot less pressure to spend Mm -hmm. and a lot less opportunity to spend. I mean, that's legit. People start their lives, they're more interested in their gift, honestly, than they are in you staying for a week and looking great and coming all this stuff they're really more like see you that night and i love a KitchenAid mixer because we have zero dollars yes i just think by the time i personally get married i'll also be extremely wealthy so i'll just pay for everyone that's that is really the dream and that's the thing i fantasize about i've had some bridesmaid dresses where like they shipped us the fabric and then we had to find a tailor to make the dress or I've had the fuck yeah, and then so I've as I'm also shocked you haven't been to like cousins' weddings growing up. Well, one of the two weddings I've been to was my cousin's wedding. Okay, and I was in the wedding party for that. Love, oh cute. Were you a bridesmaid or flower girl? Bridesmaid. It was like a few years ago. Okay. <laughs> for <laughs> for contrast, I've been a bridesmaid at over ten weddings. So I've been a bridesmaid over ten times, not all LDS weddings. Mormon wedding. Yeah, who knows how I'll feel once I go through that phase of like going to six weddings a year. But the part of me that dreams of my own wedding is the same part of me that like that enjoys a Starbucks drink. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's that little basic capitalist yep. Yep. inside of me everybody's... itching to come out. <laughs> now I mean it when I say everybody's a little gay and everybody's a little basic. I know. And if you say that you're not, you're lying yourself. Like honey. the day that I accepted the fact that I loved drama Mm -hmm. I was much happier I was just at peace my hesitation with marriage and weddings is that it's like very patriarchal it comes if you actually trace back some of the elements of that tradition yeah it comes from fucked up places also like eternal monogamy we've already talked about that like yeah who knows but the idea of having a big celebration to celebrate love is beautiful. There's no secret that our generation is getting married later or not at all Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Because we just grew up in the age of, you know, like, well, (laughs) like, yes, divorce (laughs) and also just independence and, like, self-actualization and... it's that's more of a priority for us than it was for you know the boomers and yeah the people of 
above us. But it's also wild to like try to realize how much of that was inherited and how much of it you actually want. I've been thinking about this a lot recently as I'm single and a lot of my friends are in serious relationships. I actually really enjoy being single right now. Mm -hmm. How much of me seeking a partner mm -hmm. has to do with actually wanting one and I actually think right now very little it's wild because almost all of my friends in LA where I live are in relationships and all of my friends who are not in LA are single mm -hmm. um and because so if you find someone in LA you have to hold, you have to hold on tight. you don't let it's go so true <laughs> But it is, it is tough to think like how much of this is me being brainwashed to think I need to be partnered in order to be worthy and successful. Like we just grew up looking at older single women and being like, ooh, they couldn't find a man. Yeah, in Mormon culture, it's more intensified than that. Oh you really yeah. You are like, you're not filling By your 30. purpose. Yeah. I had a, an institute teacher, institute, whatever. I'm not gonna explain everything. I had an institute teacher who, was no, a, but I need you to tell me what uh, that is. It's a religious studies okay. course that I took in college. Anyway, um, my institute teacher was a 45-year-old woman, and a lot of her lessons, like when she, when you tie lessons back, in any religion, right, people share their personal struggles. Yeah. Her biggest personal struggle was being single at that age. We could boil down anything to, do I want this or was I told to want this? Everything around Literally us all everything. the time. Yeah. But I'm full of that dollar store advice, fortune cookies, <laughs> which is <laughs> comparison is the thief of joy. And you find yourself in any, if you're in any time period, you can go, well, I don't have what this person's doing. And I felt behind really? at 22. I was like, fuck, I've lost my shot. Yeah. I was single for a long time, basically up until a year ago. And even then, I was like, so everyone I know is on their third or fourth child. Mm -hmm. Did I, I miss my window? I, like, you know, you kind of, not everyone I know, but there's space. Sorry, I keep... Well, I just would also like to clarify, for me, it's not comparison. It's, like, practical stuff. It's like, well, my... Like, I don't get to hang out with my friends as much. Which... Or, like... Yeah. My life is now having to change because all of my friends' lives are changing. It's that. It's also people do... This is going to sound harsh, but this is coming from my experience. People do move on, and you do have to, like, meet up with them later in life. And especially people you were really, really close to. I just straight up went from going, like, we saw each other every day, lived together, mm -hmm. to even when they were engaged, saw each other every day, to all of a sudden did not speak, hear, see them for months. Yeah. And that's what happens. Well, and you know, you get to make new friends. I know, but that's also fucked up too because just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean it has to be your entire life. Like, I no, have some friends course. who are in such codependent relationships, and it's like, you know, you're still two different people, right? Totally. And there is, there is a, sometimes there's like a season for that, you know, like when you're first together, it's almost like, how do you avoid being up each other's assholes? Sometimes you can't. You're just like up each other's assholes. I think you can. <laughs> That's what I said. So I'm going to tell you, I think it's, I don't think I know a single person who wasn't a little bit up each other's assholes. 
I think I think it's almost a sign of monogamy's working. I disagree. Well, I just we'll let the people vote. <laughs> because also everyone thinks they're like above it too. Everyone, everyone who's up each other's assholes says, "I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm. I didn't. I didn't ditch my friends. I didn't do that. Bitch, you did. Everyone did." Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's. I will not do that. I guarantee. I'm not going to. My friends are the most important part of my life. I said that. Well, I am not you, Sadie. Just because you couldn't stick to your guns doesn't mean I can't. I know, but you know what? It's joyous, too. That's what's interesting is it's like a, it's a good thing. It's hard because it's just people moving on. Like, it's tricky seeing the change and being like, I remember like being on the other side of it when I was like, fuck you guys. You guys have to hang out in couples. And now I'm on this side of it. And I'm like, I don't mind going on double dates. Like It doesn't bother me. Like it's weird because I remember thinking it was weird before. I was like, why are you just going on double date? Like invite your friend, you know, and that still does happen for sure. But the double date thing, like stuff that I remember being like, yuck. I don't feel yuck about. Well, double, I'm not even talking about, I'm I'm just talking about balance. Like, I know people who literally get into relationships and then lose all their friends. Like, because they just literally only see their partner and they don't make time for their friends. And, like, also, there are people in my life who are in relationships that, like, I don't even think they realize that we're, like, not really friends anymore. Yeah. Because they they don't even notice. Yeah. And, like, that's just not going... Like, I'm just saying, like, my friendships have my entire life been my number one priority. Yeah. Just, it's... it's They are the... They, like, are my chosen family. Mm -hmm. And any time I've been, like, dating or, like, casually seeing somebody, I make sure that my friends are a part of it. Yeah. I just, like, will not be satisfied with just one other person. Like, that's why you yeah. have multiple people in your life. You yeah. don't just have one person in your well, life. Well, they're not... It's almost like I've I've definitely felt feelings when people are, like, sharing their vows and they're like, you're my best friend. Part of me wants to be like, that shouldn't be true. You should have a best friend and then you should also be friends with like, the person. Who do you talk... Who do yeah. you shit talk your... Part, yeah, your partner you to. Need a, you need an actual, like, you need actual friends. But also, that kind of reminds me of, like, the politics of wedding invitations. Like, who do you leave out? Are Mormon weddings, like, big? Depends. Usually, yeah, they, usually they're almost, like, open invite because then you can have your whole ward come. So you're kind of, like, people just... Open invite? How do you feed? It means a lot of dads in cargo shorts and just stopping by with the kids to get some barbecue and then leaving. Okay. So it's a different vibe altogether. A lot less money spent. That kind of sounds... Maybe I'll add that to my list. Just a little barbecue. Are there, like, traditions when it comes to the proposal? Mm, Well, since most of them are younger, it's, like, kind of more... It's just... Everything's just a little more casual. It's like like in my big fat Greek wedding. They're just in bed... And John Corbett just rolls over oh, yeah. and pulls out a ring. <laughs> yeah. And they just then are engaged. It's really cute. It would be like that, but a lot less sexual. True. It's like a lot of like your guy friends will 
go to a part around BYU campus and light candles and then you walk take go for a walk and then your friends instead of some candles and then you propose <laughs> or a lot of like you're on temple grounds a lot of people go to the temple as like couples to be like one day we'll be here you know and so you're walking around the temple it's all lit up and the grounds are really beautiful and then you turn a corner and they propose like that wow. or it's a lot of like outdoors i guess sure i which i don't a lot of families involved i don't understand this whole trend of like everyone needing to be there needing pictures of the proposal like i don't know when my parents got engaged they did it on like a boat like Mm -hmm. my dad like they were sailing Mm -hmm. and and like no one was there but them no one there was no photographer there was no drone floating above their head (laughs) They just got engaged, and this the moment is only for the two of them, and no yeah. one else has like they're the only people. I just think that's there's something special about that. There is like, something really sweet about it. I've changed my tune on this actually because I used to be like thinking I want to be completely alone. I still do actually, but um, I even thought like I wanted to get married secret. I wanted like an elopement, mm-hmm. and I've changed that's my so mind hot. about that. I know, but I also have forgotten that not a lot of people are naturally extroverted or like get a lot of attention yeah. and I feel like these things maybe are more exciting I don't know maybe that that landed for me somehow because part of me is like I don't need more attention I don't need to stand in front of everybody and say all this stuff to get attention not that that's why people do it all entirely mm-hmm. but for me I was like I'd rather have a private thing Mm -hmm. I think some people it like is takes more bravery or is like more heartfelt because they're like Mm -hmm. expressing or sharing like that or like having their family around having sharing giving receiving yeah (laughs) the only thing I know for sure besides the breakfast buffet is that I will have a little coffee bar and instead of sugar packets they'll be filled with cocaine (laughs) (laughs) Your, your wedding's going to be the party of the century. <laughs> I cannot wait. I just, we went on so many tangents. We, we've, I feel like we've talked, we've talked a lot. I have one more question about the dance floor. Hmm. Are there like, do they do like the cha-cha slide? Are there specific? Yes, cha-cha slide's a must-have. <laughs> Any kind of line dance is very Mormon friendly. Like there's even some that like, Mormons have just like do the electric slide too like if you play I'm trying to think of an example of one but there's just some random songs that they come on people mm-hmm. are like this is one we electric slide to and like they'll do a line dance and there's some people who feel passionately because it's so ingrained in Mormon culture that some people will say to the DJ don't encourage line dancing like I don't want one of those weddings because at EFY which is like the one of the youth camps that you go to mm-hmm. growing up mm-hmm. not girls camp but the mixed one where you have dances EFY you learn all the line dances and it's basically all line dancing for like the whole time you're at the dance. Kind of sounds miserable. Yeah, so the line dances can be taken too far because you know, you take some people who don't know how to dance and they're like this is it. We're going to do this forever. What's like one song that plays at every church wedding? I feel like they're all going to be the same, but I've heard a lot of Earth Wind and Fire. Oh, I love Earth Wind and September, Fire. September, yeah. Um, a lot of Bruno Mars, but that's across the Celebration board. by Cool in the Gang? You know what? Yes, but that's some that people put on their blacklist. I've seen a lot of couples say, like, don't play this. Why? It's the best song ever. It's the first CD I ever owned. <laughs> <laughs> you go way back. 
played that CD on repeat. It's so I good. loved Celebration. It's so good. <laughs> How can you not love no, Celebration? It's so good. Celebration, also, a lot of people don't want single ladies because that's played a lot. Well, and that's a little anti the spirit of a marriage. <laughs> what else? Well, for the bouquet toss, which I will not be doing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people play single ladies. Have you ever seen the. That's so on the nose. Yeah. What's it called? Garter toss. Oh. Where they go and get the garter toss. Mormons love the garter toss because it's very sexy. Mormons love sexy things. That's so funny. So it's like the guys go under and bite the garter, pull it off, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, they're going to have sex. And then the party ends at like 9.30 because they got to go bone. 9.30? I mean, I guess everything you're saying about the cashness. And there's a lot of... Even the formal ones that I've gone to, they do still end early because it's like the couple doesn't want to be there, and no one's like, drunk and chilling. It's I like guess that's true. Without the like sugar packets filled with cocaine, yeah, the stamina is maybe not yeah. there. You've had your juice. You're ready to go. <laughs> You're like I'm done here. What is the like what, the wearing white? Like I'm gonna wear white at my wedding, but you know it's really fucked up. Well, what about the Miranda and you? You could wear red. I I I think I will probably wear. <laughs> I truly think I might get married just so I can have a wedding. Unsolicited advice again. Highly recommend a wedding planner of any sort. If you Even want Sadie to <laughs> wedding plan your I wedding. Don't you could not pay me any amount to plan your wedding. How much? How much? Is I this like a it. me moving to Russia? No, no, no. I would do it logistically for fifty grand. Fifty grand, yeah. Okay. I, that's, I feel like that's that's the only amount that I would do it for. Mm-hmm. The stress. People are nuts around their wedding. I don't know. Maybe we can manifest it for I you. Know. <laughs> I know. I'm tapped out. I know. <laughs> I think our closing segment this week should be, instead of a segment, a discussion of uh, people submitting their questions oh, yeah. formally. Agreed, agreed. Via DM. I get stuff sent via text message and all sorts of places, but DM the pod... Instagram at, at missionary podcast at missionary podcast on Instagram with any questions you might have about sex or the church like just we're gonna have we're gonna start doing some like question and answer yeah we're gonna compile some of the stuff we've already gotten and receive the new so yeah. send it in everything's fair game and in place of a segment I'll say I'm I'm sorry for projecting my friendship insecurities onto you. I'm sure you and your friends will be best friends oh forever and <laughs> no, clearly. no problems ever and well, Shut just up. marriage will come smoothly into your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really am. That was all my that was all my thing. I it's a loaded conversation. Because <laughs> it's very it's little... hot topic, I think. Yeah. I just codependency ruins lives. Anyway, um Refreshments will be served in the cultural <laughs> Now go touch yourselves. The Missionary Podcast is hosted by Sadie Blasucci and Madeline Sharton. And produced by Shannon Egan. Original music by Madeline Sharton. Please like, follow, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Missionary Podcast or visit our website, missionarypodcast.org. That's right, we're an org. <laughs>